0: Up next on the U Northern Yet podcast, we have a Northern Irish native that can be heard across the airwaves five days a week. Not only can he talk a lot, and is he very good at it, but he can play many musical instruments very well as well. He has hosted several events right across Northern Ireland, from corporate events to music competitions and is going from strength to strength as being one of the biggest names in the Northern Irish media scene. It's Declan Wilson. How are you, sir? shape or some even
1: better after that intro thank you how's the form all good man i'm very well i'm very well i mean although it has dropped down a little bit cooler i'm still very warm do you know what but i can see obviously you're a redhead mm-hmm. i'm a furhead so we appreciate a wee bit cooler of course <laughs> no i know so 100%. look for
0: anybody that is listening that doesn't know who you are or what you do or what you're about Give yourself a little bit of an introduction.
1: So I currently host the Q Radio Breakfast Show across Northern Ireland. I have been doing that now since March 2021. So uh, just sort of the tail end of the pandemic, I started the breakfast show. Previously, before that, I was hosting afternoons, which was weekdays, 1 to 4, Monday to Friday. And then before that, it was Saturday breakfast. And before that, i done literally every job on the man, like classroom (laughs) assistant, retail, sales everything radio's always been my dream mm. and I never actually knew how to you know go about getting into radio and media okay. and all that it always seemed like a million miles away from me I was like nah you need to be some sort of you know star or something to do that but it uh, turns out you just need to talk rubbish <laughs> and enjoy talking rubbish but uh, no I do that every weekday then from six until ten so my life consists of very early starts half four in the morning my alarm goes off I'm in usually for shortly after five and then Mm -hmm. the show kicks off at six. Well, okay, um,
0: I'm going to jump in. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Before you go in and tell us all the madness and badness of what you and your two comrades get up to in the mornings. I want to just bring you bring you way, way back. You're from Finnecke in West Belfast. Is that correct?
1: Very true. Yeah.
0: Tell me, how was that growing up? Were you in a bit of bother as a child or were you a real good child? But you were a mix of both. Tell me sort of just a, bit, a little bit about your childhood or how that got on.
1: I was a bit of a nightmare in primary school. I'm not going right. to lie. Like, there's been stories. I lit a kid's coat on fire in church. <laughs> I split a kid's head open. I hit a teacher in the nose with, do you know them we things? It was like you made plots and then you got like a, an elastic band in between them. Yes, yes. I fired those at my teacher and then I hit her on the nose. I got suspended <laughs> for that. But uh, Finicky was a lovely place to grow up. Do you know what I have to say? I was very lucky uh, to grow up there. It was great. Um, made loads of great friends in the street and stuff. Friends who I still talk to nowadays. So yeah, it was really good. I went to St. Anne's Primary School, which is actually just the next village up in Dunmurray and then went to La Salle Secondary School.
0: Very good, very good. And then I've heard on The Grapevine and realistically I have seen your socials as well, you're a bit of a trad musician and or a musician in general or you're interested in sort of trad music and I'm a big believer in that, you know, trad reaches in and touches your soul. How did that come about? Where did that journey start?
1: Uh, well, my mom is a, an Irish dance teacher and right. she has been from long before I was born as well. My sister was an Irish dancer who is now a teacher. Okay. And... I had to have some form of connection. Now, unfortunately, I have two left feet. Right. So right. I, I could never really dance, but it turns mm. out I've got two right hands. So, um, <laughs> my mum dragged me to the fashions, the Irish dance competitions, as you call them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember being obsessed. I was always obsessed with music from a very young age. Like I always seen someone playing an instrument and was automatically drawn towards them, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I went to these Irish dance competitions and I seen you know, some of the guys and girls playing. And I was like, whoa, that's, I'd love to do that. And then I thought, right, this is my wee connection to my mum then, you know, that that's her happy. I'm involved in that world mm-hmm, as such. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? I was able to, I'm very fortunate to make a career out of it too. So I am actually part of a music app for Irish dance music, okay. which is one of only two in the whole world at the minute. So um, t- t- yeah, t- talk you, about that. Tell me about that. i I didn't know this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm part of a, an app. Uh, the guy's over in Scotland run up, but it's called the Beat Face Music app. Mm-hmm. And it's where, you know, the way years ago it was tapes and CDs and stuff like that. And now mm. Spotify's taken over. Well, we found out a few of the musicians all grouped together and we found out like, you know, for every stream on Spotify, you were making like point one 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 of a penny or something. Okay. So um, we exclusively made an app for Irish dancers to download and stream their music for a monthly cost, obviously. So it's like a, a Spotify for Irish dancing. It's really, really cool.
0: So not only are you, you know, a massive big time radio DJ,
1: you're also a businessman as well. Ah well sure, you know, a wee bit we a, wee, a <laughs> wee bit here on the side, you know. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I, I wish I could say I was the brains behind the operation, but I'm just one of the musicians, to be honest.
0: Fair well, you're you're obviously talented. What instruments do you
1: play? I play okay. Piano, guitar, right. drums. Bass, accordion, and there's another one, Tim whistle. So I mean, <laughs> right? That's quite the list.
0: Dave Grohl, um, when he first started Foo Fighters, I think played for his first album every instrument himself. You're you're pretty much a one man band. You know I, mean?
1: I could play, yeah, I could, I could. Do you know, I like doing a lot of music production in the house. Like I would mm. lay down a couple of tracks. I would do. Piano, then I would do guitar over the piano, then maybe a solo of the guitar, then lay down vocal tracks, and then I would do the drums over it with a kit in the house and stuff. So, I I just love every sort of bit of making music, you know.
0: Did you know? Do you ever like gig, or did you ever play in like um the competitions
1: or anything? Um, musically competitions, no. I, I never really seen the competitor. I just really play music for enjoyment and you know mm. to get my thing out of it. But um, I did sing in a wedding band for quite some time. Right. And that was for about maybe a year and a half, two years of my life. And the thing is with a wedding band, you're out nearly every weekend of your life. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you, your weekend's never your own. So obviously when I got engaged to Kelly, who's now my wife and we've got a child and all together. Um, of course. I, I was never really seeing her at the weekend. So something mm. had to give, you know. So yeah, I, I just yeah. had to unfortunately say bye-bye to that. And I really enjoyed it. It was great crack and you got a great buzz out of it. But um, as far as performing live goes and doing all that, I sort of got that out of me with the wedding band and then obviously the trad scene as well it's great you know but it's it's more of a social thing for me the Irish dance music and out and meeting people from around the world because the Irish dance music it's actually taken me literally worldwide mm-hmm. like I've played in uh, Florida um, Philadelphia New England Australia New Zealand Dubai London like all over Europe it's crazy like
0: it's it's wild and obviously it's great that you have the support of your family and your wife and the saying I believe to be true behind every good man is an even better woman and just I suppose since you brought up your wife if you don't mind me asking you obviously lean on her for a lot of support and you've said before you know especially when you were trying to get into the radio game that you know she supported you and you know she was always there backing you to the hilt how did you fall in
1: together? Oh mate do you know what's funny Kelly danced for my mum Right and my mum had one rule I always used to go to the Irish <laughs> dance classes and play. I and she was like,
0: going.
1: just, just don't go with any of my girls. Don't break their hearts. Just don't do that. Yeah. And uh, of course, over the years, you know, you're a boy in an Irish dance class full of girls. And, you know, like I was that way inclined. I loved the girls and I was yeah. off and I was, you know, running around and all that. But I remember when Kelly came along and my mum was like, no, I'm I'm warning you this time, don't go there. And I was like, no, this one's different. Like, this is definitely, this one's different. And, <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, they worked up the courage to ask her to go with me steady. <laughs> that was like 2011 we're going back to here, which is mad. But uh-huh. um, yeah, so from that, Kelly and I just got together and it was, you know, it obviously it's went really well. Mm. Um, we're now married with a child. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I owe a lot to, to Kelly and her support. Like she's been a great support network to me, even in the toughest times of my life where, mm-hmm. you know, I've been maybe doing a job that I don't want to do or mm. I've been uh, maybe struggling, you know, with different things. She's always been there, even financially at times, you know, because being self-employed is kind of tough Yeah, as well. Uh, there's some, some times where you go, geez, where's the next penny coming from? Or, yep. you know, and uh, when we didn't even live together back then, she was always very supportive too. So, mm. yeah, I, d- I do owe a lot to her. And I actually owe my career in broadcasting to her as well because I never would have had the courage or the thought to leave a paid job to go and do that if she didn't give me that nudge.
0: Fair play. And like I said, you're obviously a very, very lucky man. And again, before we just get into your your actual radio thing, you are blessed and a massive congratulations. You yous had a baby there recently enough, I suppose. My main question, I suppose, in this is what, if there is, like, what has been the biggest change? in in your life like obviously you can't you know you can't just willy-nilly you and Kelly decide to right we're gonna you know go out this weekend we're gonna go to Kerry, or we're gonna book you yeah. know a last minute flight to <laughs> London you know like you've obviously a child to consider and you know not
1: only just financially but socially
0: what's been the biggest change
1: the biggest change do you know what it's the biggest change is the smallest things mm. and it's the likes of you know if you're getting ready to go out for the night and you're like right we, like we can't do this <laughs> Because <laughs> you, know, like, you have a baby in the mix too And you're trying to even do simple things And you're like Right I'll do my tan while you watch her, and then you could do your hair And then I'll go and do this And then sure We'll iron your shirt And then we'll can You know It's it's, it's crazy Because mm. Like you said You just can't just bounce in the car now And go right See you later You know The wee well, things good. like that You're sort of like Oh my god This is mad But you wouldn't cha-
0: Yeah you wouldn't change it for the world I'd imagine
1: No way No way y- Your life certainly changes But definitely for the better You know Like t- t- Oh Hundred percent. And now you, you even question yourself, you're you're like, What was life without her? Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. a, like you wouldn't wish it away. You just it's the best best thing ever.
0: Well, look, to to move slightly away from that, I'm gonna ask you the age old question that I assume you've been asked a lot and you probably had to trot it out a lot. But uh, for anybody that's listening and for anybody that, you know, listens to radio and loves radio and sees you leading the breakfast show, which is I think probably the biggest show on a lot of stations. How did it happen? How did, like everybody's story's different. Everybody's journey's different. Um, some people get in with a click of their fingers. Others have to really slog it out. So, just can kind you of briefly tell me, and again for everybody listening, how did you get there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, first thing I will say, going back to Kelly, we were I, we were actually coming home from a holiday, mm-hmm. and. I sort of always knew I wanted to be on the radio. I just never, ever thought I would be, or had the courage or belief in myself to do that. And I was going home to work a job. And do you ever get that Monday dread? We were like, oh yeah, don't want to go to work. Just don't want to go. I had that feeling. And she said, don't ring in tomorrow. Just leave. And I went, what? And she went, "Just, just do it. And then I went, why? And she went, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be on the radio. And she was like, right from today, set yourself a little goal and like, Strive towards bigger goals. Don't don't go like, I want to be on the breakfast show tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I always knew breakfast radio was where I wanted to be. But mm-hmm. it was like, great. Right, get a voluntary position as a radio presenter. Take a pay cut for a while. I'll sort us out. And, you know, whenever you're making money again, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my first port of call. I went home. I, sure enough, left my job. I went to Queen's University, who had a radio station at the time, called Queen's Radio. Mm-hmm. I went into Queens and I asked them, I was like, oh, who's station manager? Oh, could I do a wee show? And they were like, yeah. So it was really, really, really good. Um, Not the show, like good. The fact that the university <laughs> had that thing and the show was awful. Like don't, it was just awful. But you know what? Your first show is always going to be awful. Mm-hmm. It always is going to be awful. Like, But um, I went on, I made my own jingles. It was like Queens Radio, you know, trying to do <laughs> the X Factor voice. Well, and all. I love that. And all. Why not? You know, it's creative. It's inventive. <gasps> I still have that actual audio like, <laughs> and I play it to myself the whole time being like, oh, what am I doing? So I done that for, and believe it or not, I'll give you the short version of this because mm. um, I don't want to <laughs> take you down all the things. No, go but, for it, um, it's okay. i tell you what, I done that for six months. So I was extremely lucky to be volunteering for six months because some people are doing this years. Like, mm. you know, to get into where they want to be, some people are absolutely flogging and slogging for years. Six months, I sent a demo around all the radio stations in Northern Ireland. And uh, do you know what? You're not going to get much you know, replies at the start and you're going to get knockbacks and you're going to be like, no, no, or you're going to get nothing. But um, Q Radio, fortunately, sent me a message being like, hey, do you want to come and have a chat with us? And I was like, yes. And like, oh, my God, I was like, oh, this is it. So I went in and I spoke to the program manager at the time and he said, right, we're going to put you on a trial. We're going to put you on a trial show to see how you get on. So I was going to Florida. I know I was very fortunate to be getting away again, but mm-hmm. I was going over to play at an Irish dance competition. And while I was away, I got the date. I was going to be on air and the time I was going to be on air. It was a Saturday breakfast show and it started at 6am. And my flight got in at like midnight. <laughs> I, so love it. I love it. I was like, oh, showbiz dude. baby. So off the plane at Dublin into the bus home home in bed for three, didn't sleep, obviously, because it was mm. so wired and excited. Uh Went into queue for, like, five, and then went on air at six, and then, yeah, done my first show. It was all so awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't now, believe it, was, it. It was okay. It was dead on. It was grand. I got through it and all, but it obviously mm. wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't professional. No yep. show was ever, like, professional, really, but um managed to get my way through it anyway, and the guy said, I went, what did you think? And he was like, yeah, you seem to be trying a bit hard. And I was like, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> said, just be you the way you were in Queens. You were really relaxed on Queens. Like, and I was like, yeah, but there's like a million people listening. My man, dad were just listening to me on Queens. <laughs> and he was like, just be yourself the next time. Then I went done an evening show. It was a lot more chilled. And then he went, right. Do you want the Saturday breakfast show? Hmm. So I got that. And then a year later I worked and I always made it clear from the start. I said to him, and I remember Good friend of mine who sadly no longer with us, Stephen Clements. Um I remember saying to him, Oh, breakfast is where I want to be. and he was on breakfast at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was gonna say he was trying to really breakfast or keep, wasn't he? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> We bastard. <laughs> sorry, am I allowed to swear?
0: Yeah, of course you are, of course you are.
1: <laughs> is this Calm. <Ofcom> regular? <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're, okay, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I we're all better. good. We're all um, good, but it was so funny. Like, and uh, do you know what? He was lovely, so sweet, mm-hmm. so supportive. Gave me all the tips of the day. I always went to him for advice, so it was very fortunate to to have him at the start. You know, to point me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate as well, who you know mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. um, who was just lovely at the start and really, really supportive, and still is. Still, mm-hmm. you know, we talk to Kate for things. But um, I remember saying, even the boss of Q, like breakfast is where I'm gonna be. Mark my words, breakfast. <laughs> and they were like all right, come down the hill, you, (laughs) You (laughs) relax yourself. (laughs) So a year after Saturday breakfast, I got afternoons, one to four, and then a year after that breakfast. Fantastic. So it was all done in a very short space of time. And that's what I mean by saying I'm so lucky, like Mm. because loads of people, even when the bench to wear breakfast, like are waiting years before they would move on to lap. But do you know what? I'm going to say part of it was luck and timing, but a lot of it was definitely hard work too. And determination and drive and, Because I knew where I wanted to be, and I just set myself a goal and a map to do it, you know. Well, for plenty, and look, as you say, if you don't work hard for these things, and there isn't
0: a want, do you know what I mean? Then there's, there's, it's, it's not going to work out. But I got to ask, you've done three very different shows because for radio enthusiasts like me, or like you, or anybody that's listening, knows that a Saturday breakfast show is different than a than a weekday breakfast show, and. Both breakfasts are very different than mid-morning because the tone's different. Things that happen are different. What people expect and what the presenter or presenters deliver is different. What were the m- main differences, I suppose?
1: Um, Well, Saturday breakfast is a lot more chill. People are going about their weekends mainly. Obviously, people work weekends too. But, uh-huh. um, you know, you haven't got the school run. You haven't mm. got you haven't got people driving maybe to and from their office jobs, nine to five, Monday to Friday. So you have a real different audience. Traffic seems to be a bit lighter over the weekend. So there's not as much, you know, madness still an upbeat sort of show. Cause it is breakfast. I always find breakfast really should be fun and mm-hmm. lighthearted and entertaining, but obviously remembering the serious things too. And you of know, course. like, like different things you would do maybe on world mental health day, you would mm-hmm. have like, you know, inspirational stories on and doesn't always need to be like laughing our heads off all the time, of you course. know? Um, as far as when I was on afternoons, that, that was a funny one, actually, because I loved, loved the afternoon show. Right. My only problem, and you're so right in saying, like, that is so different to a breakfast show. I was trying to do breakfast radio in the afternoon. Okay. And you think if you're sitting in an office and you're getting the day and all you want to do is hear music and, you know, the odd bit of banter or chat, and I go,
0: hey
1: You're <laughs> okay. like, shut up. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Relax. <laughs> yeah, chill. Chill a bit. So I was constantly being told, like, relax, like, relax, relax. You mm. know, it's afternoons; it's not. You know, just keep it tight, keep it together, and stuff. But um, no, I, I just knew I was, I was doing it on purpose, nearly to be like, put me here, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> where I want to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Move yeah. me off, you know. But um, and that's not a that's not a big headed thing, or not a you know that's not a big like oh, I want the flagship show because oh, I don't course, see, I see yeah. every show as important as breakfast, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's my style of presenting. It's, it's where I've always wanted to be. You know, mm. fun, upbeat, chat, funny, just, yeah. I, I just love breakfast. Really. I love getting up early too. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, I was going to say, not a lot of people do. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say, you see different things that other people don't see at that time in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's simple things like quiet roads, yeah. sunrise. You know, all those, I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's, it's class. Tell me, you know, was it hard to get yourself in that routine Or were you always a
0: breakfast Or always a morning person
1: Not really difficult Because I'll be honest Well at the start I thought it was going to be mad with the child I was like How mm-hmm. oh, is this going to happen You know like What mm-hmm. is going to go on And um, it was actually grand Like Eve is in my routine Like when my alarm goes off at half four She doesn't move And I'm like She obviously knows Like my <laughs> daddy's getting up for work Like she's eight months She doesn't but she does so um, it's it's great. Luckily, Touchwood, we've got ourselves a sleeper. So she sleeps all the way through the night. Touchwood, wood, that does fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, um, But I was always just so excited to get up mm-hmm. and go and do it. So I never really thought, oh, I have to adjust her. Oh, my body clocker. Oh, I'm tired. I was always just so excited to get into work and do a show.
0: And, you know, now the breakfast show was originally yourself with Yaz. And mm-hmm. now, you know, a twosome has become a threesome. And That's the three right. Mus- yep. the three Musketeers with Andrew and Amy and of course yourself you know i always I always ask this question to bands or to you know to duos there has to be an element of of respect when people are working together and everybody's personalities has to sort of complement each other how have you how have you found that how have you found getting that balance between or or has it just
1: happened very naturally? do you know what it was mad because um and i loved loved Yaz, like doing the show with me and, uh-huh. all, and it was great crack and we, we we were a great you know duo as mm. as you could say. But, um, it was just unfortunate because Yaz was on straight after me. So she was literally in first thing in the morning helping, like she was meant to produce my show Then I Mm. always brought her on because she was so good. Yeah. such a good reactor to things, you know, like if I said something, Yaz would pitch in that one wee bit and I'd be like, right, I can then bounce off that, you know? Of course. I do think on breakfast, you do need someone to bounce off Mm. unless you're Greg James on Radio 1 you've got 80 million people listening to you, you know, (laughs) but, um. It, it does work there, there's definitely I find the zoo format works anyway with more people you know mm. or geo format or dual, whatever you want to call it but yeah just something I had to give obviously Yaz was working hard and really really hard and mm. Yaz does as you probably know about 9 million jobs yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's the busiest woman in the world but um, no the time with Yaz on the show was great and with so many good memories from it too but um, we actually were on the ski trip and I came home and the week I was home from the ski trip, like I was literally home on the Sunday, back in on the Monday morning to do the show. Mm. Andrew and Amy were there. So it was like two new people in the studio. And I was like, jeepers me, this is different. Like, you know, and <laughs> I was like, what is good. So even I was trying to adjust and going, what the hell? Now I'd met Amy previously. We went for a coffee and I hadn't even heard hadn't even heard Amy on air. Mm. And I, I don't think you need to hear someone on air to decide if they're going to be good in the radio or not. You yeah. just need to know. Have they got a nice personality or, you know, are are they themselves? Can they talk? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. You know what I mean? So Fair play. right away when I met Amy, I was like, yeah, she's she's lovely and brilliant and really good and interesting. And, you know, she's she is herself organically, you know, and um, how I met Andrew was actually really funny. I was at a comedy gig he was hosting right and I was in the like I was invited as a guest to watch this comedy show and where do you not want to be sitting at a comedy show
0: front row of course
1: (laughs) front row so I get sitting at the front row and then he went well Dickie (laughs) I hear you're on the radio and I was like oh Jesus so then he started ripping into me and then a week later I went into queue and my boss said have you ever heard of this fella and I was like yeah and he was like do you want to give him a go and I was like yeah we'll get him in (laughs) so he came in and we sat in the studio and we just literally bantered back and forth off Mm. air and I was like yeah there's something maybe here we'll do a trial week so then obviously the week came after skiing we were on air for the one week and we seemed to really all get on and gel well together and then a couple of months later Andrew joined myself and Amy because we were sort of holding it for maybe two months and then the two became a three and then there was an official sort of like ta-da so yeah, and that's what it is now. And you know what, the guys are brilliant. Like it's, we've we've got ourselves in the pure, purely routine now, and you know, yeah, I, it's great.
0: I think I think that you know, listening to you is you know, you you all compliment each other and you all bring different things. You know, like I've I've heard trios on radio before, and each has to sort of not be defined, but. Have, have their own unique things while at the same time coming together as a little, a little yeah. family, you know? And I think Absolutely, he's definitely yeah. had it. And it's, it's, it really is a credit piece. My question though is, where did your love of radio maybe come from? Like who was your, who did you look up to? Like I could name you a list of people and I know the significant moments that they'd done things or said things or how they even intro a song, even something that simple where I'm like, yes. And you know, that goes from radio genders who are no longer on the air or have passed away to people who are. Maybe just up and coming. So is there anybody or selection of people or even different channels oh, like across the UK, Ireland, wherever?
1: Mate, there's loads. Um, Obviously, the iconic Jerry Anderson. Mm. Like you watch even some of those clips now. I watch back being like, this is gold. Whatever it was. And it could have been the silliest thing. He had the ability to make it gold as yeah. well, which is just so rare. And people Um, fabulous, fabulous broadcaster, sadly, no longer with us. Um, Like you said, some are no longer with us. Jerry Anderson, fantastic. Mark Lima, who is no longer on the radio, which is such a waste, but he used to present on City Beat back in the day. He did a bit with Q as well, but I remember listening to him and just being like, this guy's crazy, but in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. He was phenomenal, like a phenomenal broadcaster. So, so good. Um, Stephen Clements, straight away, like I was always, and I always used the sort of term, I was a Fan, before I was a friend of Stephen, you know, fair, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember listening to some of the stuff he done. And I was like, This is the most innovative, like, genius radio I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Like, what, how does this guy do this? Like, you know what I mean? And it was actually from hearing him, even in the early days of City Beat, where I was like, Right, maybe, maybe this, you know, I, you know, maybe, maybe this is something I want to do, you know, yeah, yeah. Now, I have to be honest, the first sort of taste I got way back was my cousin, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, presented on City Beat Right This has gone way I mean maybe 2007, 8 Quite right? a while ago Good while ago And yeah. I remember when she worked in City Beat I was I suppose in a way You could say jealous Now I was always I was never jealous of her Like you know I was never like, yeah. Yeah. like I was always very supportive And she was brilliant at what she done Like Everybody. obviously I wasn't like I hate you Yeah. But um, I was That's... always jealous <laughs> In the fact that like, she's done a job I love to do Like mm. My god there's me and marxies like, you know what I mean? Like so <laughs> I remember being like, "Jesus, I'd love to do that. So um back then, like, I suppose watching her do her thing and then she went to cool and then Radio Walster, and now is on Radio One producing. Like mm-hmm. just goes to show how she climbed that whole ladder, and yeah, it was like, right, okay. So back in the early, early days, it was my cousin who really like I was like, Oh, I want to do what she's doing, you know fair fair
0: and you know before we go on to our little sort of quick fire round and yeah. sort of a little bit of a funner question you over the course of your, your time at Q and I suppose maybe um, at Queen's as well but maybe I would guess more so in Q in the question I'm going to ask next has there been a favourite interviewee you know has there been somebody that stood out like not a, not even
1: someone that you really really love like you know sometimes like you get starstruck oh, like you know but who there's been lo- there's been like Robbie Williams Ed Sheeran, I'm just name dropping here. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, indeed. Yeah. Robbie Williams, Ed Sheeran, <laughs> who else? Bang. Do you know who was so nice? And it was in the case of pure disaster when like the microphone started, stopped working, the phone line dropped off and everything was just going wrong. Callum Scott was oh, so right. nice. Fair play. He literally, he searched me up on Instagram mm-hmm. and he rang my phone on Instagram and he was like, hi mate, it's Callum. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, you all right? He was like, <laughs> "Listen." I can hear you, but you can't hear me and you're panicking like mad. He was like, I just don't want you worrying, like, it'll be fine. I don't even know where he's from. I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, but he was still very lovely. But he was just such a nice guy. Like mm. the definition of sweetheart, literally, like he was. He was such a such a lovely guy. But um he was good. I'm trying to think who else. Um that's such a, that's a really good question. Oh, do you know what do you know what? I did love Ed Sheeran because I really yeah. I really, not fanboyed him because I try not to do that in interviews, (laughs) but but Line of Duty came out in the same day, Okay, like the fifth season, Mm. and I dressed up as Ted from Line of Duty with a guitar and tattoo sleeves and called myself Ted Sheeran, (laughs) and I I sang (laughs) a spoof song that I wrote called The AC12 Team instead of The A Team. I love it. And Ed Sheeran literally gave it a five star rating. And I was like, I have literally picked, <laughs> I've played guitar for Ed Sheeran. Like, I can never do any better than that. You're like, life is <laughs> complete. I'm finished. I'm out. <laughs> it was so funny because he was just sort of sitting talking to me. And then I was like, oh, Ed, one more thing. And I just whipped <laughs> out a guitar and started playing. He was <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? So, uh, yeah, it was really funny.
0: Fair play. Fair play. Well, look. Thank you very, very much, but I do have some nice quickfire questions and nobody ever answers them quickfire, so you can take your time. It's, it's, re- it's, it's really oh, fine. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, so if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be and why? Guinness. People say, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't even need to give you the, the little anecdote. Pint
1: of Guinness. Guinness, why? because I'm a big, creamy pint of delight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, If you had a superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? Flying. Okay. Because... I loved Superman as a kid, and I loved the fact that he could fly anywhere at unbelievable speed. So I was like, mm. yeah, I, I would love to fly. Fantastic. Um, if,
0: you, when you're hungover, when you've been out for a few lemonades, what's your go-to food or drink? Bacon. Bacon,
1: yeah, Oh, yes. <laughs> greasy, dirty bacon. <laughs> love it. And th- was that just a bowl of, of fried bacon, or do you have it in a sandwich, or...? <laughs> literally i would go to the fridge and i would unpack like two packets of bacon uh, stick it all in the airfare and just eat it or, like i was gonna say raw not raw, but <laughs> not like, raw. You know, like no bapage no nothing just bacon <laughs> i love it i love it i love it
0: i love it um so if you were to go on a date with anybody in the world living or dead
1: who would it be where would you do where would you go do you know who I would go out with mm. and you're gonna be surprised this one Freddie mercury talk to me well is it just to is it just to pick his brain just because he was a genius like mm. a vocal musical genius and I would just literally sit in awe like okay. you're incredible
0: okay okay now the final question is this I have a magic ball in front of me I'm not Mystic Meg and Mystic Jack and I can give you any radio job in the world
1: it okay. can be on any time slot it can be on any station what would it be do you know what? There's the old cliche thing. Everyone wants to really one breakfast show. So, really one breakfast, but I would only want to do it for like a week because <laughs> you know, I I'd be happy after that. Because I actually love Northern Ireland. I love mm. broadcasting here because yeah. I love the sort of unique crack that we have and that sort of you know. I'm a homebird. I I love home. Fair. I really do. And uh, I love the show I'm doing at the minute. It's great. And like I'm I'm happy out there. But if I could even do the really one breakfast show for a week and be like right. <laughs> Kick, done. I'm happy. Here to go. And then I've been honest about this one too. Um obviously I would love to get a little sniff at the BBC at of some course. point. Yes, yes. So um that iconic Jerry Anderson slot would be lovely at some stage, maybe, you know, like down the line when I'm not a cool breakfast DJ. I'm of course. Not. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> down the line, something like that would be mm. pretty nice. So uh
0: We we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: all right, all right, lads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, Taglam, for anybody that is listening, what time can they hear you? Yeah, also, where you still do the, the breakfast podcast as well? working can it it can be found and work? Oh, Spotify, maybe,
1: the Q Radio app, website, all that stuff. But yeah, they could listen six to ten every morning on Q Radio. It's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shameless plug here. Mm. It is really it's good crack. It's fun. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry occasionally. It's just it's just a bit of banter and a bit of yeah. crack and takes away from all the negative mess of the world
0: yes it does and does indeed and I was listening this morning and um, your chat about first chores was, was incredible about what? about were well, you talking about first oh, chores? first
1: cars. I yeah. just said first chores I was like
0: hmm <laughs> strange Jack
1: <laughs> <laughs> soon got a smell feature now does not it? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant well look Daglan thank you very very much indeed Jack not a problem thank you very much for having me pleasure mate